Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring... Dave Schilling, Joey Ramone, Johnny Ramone, Tommy Ramone, Joey Devine, Dee Dee Ramone, CJ Ramone, Marky Ramone, Sean Keane, Richie Ramone. Elvis Ramon, special guest Daniel Ralston, Ramon Sessions, musical guest the Dandy Warhols, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hey guys, how's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to Round Ball Rock, the NBA podcast. Sean Keen, my co-host, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm fabulous. I'm excited that all of the Ramones are here, especially my favorite Ramon, Ramon Session. <laughs> Ramon Session. We've got the Ramones, and we've also got a very special guest, Sean. Yes. Got music video director. Razor Ramon. Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. Wow. <laughs> Daniel Ralston, how you doing, Daniel? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Sean, should we go just straight to it? Reader mail? Yeah, let's go to Even reader mail. Let's do it. Podcast with listeners. <laughs> Look, that's what the drop says. That's what we'll do. I assume a lot of people get the transcripts. Yeah, read them right. out. Oh, yeah, we do. We have an RSS feed. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty you good. Pay a little extra for that transcription <laughs> service, but. Look, I mean, it was originally a scene before it was a podcast. So, <laughs> uh, well, let's get to it. Robot, play the drop. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, so first, we got a tweet 
that said, should we rename the Google Voice line the Patrick McCall Central Center because we like Patrick McCaw here on the podcast? Yeah. Sean, what do you think? Should we do it? I don't think that we should, no. Yeah, I don't either. It's not even a particularly good pun. Like, like if we called it, like, I'd be more into the, like, call Millsap, maybe. Oh, yeah, I like Something that. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Not call Pierce, though, that's for sure. No, he's he may be a podcast enemy. I don't know if we should discuss our <laughs> podcast enemies well, list. Well, Jay Moore is number one. We have learned that. He should be on all enemies lists. <laughs> he is, he's kind of America's enemy. Yeah, uh, yeah he was at a... Blazers Warriors game. Just game kidding, three. Jay. I love you. We love you. Please put us on. Wait, put us on. You got to. We want to be on more sports. Come on. <laughs> Jay is a good friend. <laughs> yeah, he was at. He was inexplicably at the the game three of the Blazers and Warriors. Uh, the Blazers had a big lead. He came on. He was supposed to shoot free throws he to win everybody. Jamba Juice than, than Steph, Steph Curry, Curry. Mm-hmm. And, and then he missed all his shot. free throws. <laughs> Hold on, can you back up a second? Yes. I have not been able to watch that much basketball lately. Yeah. yeah. So is this a pre-taped bit? No, he was at the Blazers. Dave, like Schilling, during a timeout. The reason Dave is not here, he goes out on the because, court. Yeah. He's supposed to shoot. Free throws to get the arena Jamba Juice. Mm-hmm. He grabs the mic and claims he's a better shooter than Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to not win the arena Jamba Juice. Okay, he missed all all the shots. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you do miss one hundred percent. Was it a free throw for walking impressions? You don't take free so. throw. Free throw. Free throws. Couldn't hit one of three. No, no. He's not a real hooper. No, yeah, you can't hit. Uh, a you gotta free hit throw? one of three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at basketball, and I have won free yogurt for an entire pretty bad Catholic basketball camp once, just shooting free throws. I won pizza for a year. By shooting free throws? I hit a, no, I hit a half-court shot. Well, I had to hit a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, Colli- and a half-court shot. At a college game? Yeah. Wow. The California State University of Monterey Bay. Whoa. Free they have honors. a basketball team? Yeah. Wow. How many's in that stadium? One thousand. It is not a stadium. It's more like a high school gym. <laughs> it's more of a field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's peach baskets. Uh-huh. You know. Okay. Can we talk about one thing real quick? Sorry to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Peach basket, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know the basketball was invented? What year? Like eighteen ninety? Yeah. Like yeah. It was like six years before they cut out the bottom of the peach basket. Yeah. That has always bothered <laughs> me. They have a long. Stick. They had a stick. Yeah. That and a hole with a small yeah. hole. How did nobody think? Let's make the hole bigger for like <laughs> right. six years. Well, speaking of sorry. this, I <laughs> <can't>. actually, <laughs> sorry, I want to talk about James Naismith for a second okay. because oh, please. I saw an amazing. Did you guys realize that? So he invented basketball, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, the Naismith Award. Do you know that his career <laughs> coaching percentage at the University of Kansas? I mean, his career record at the University of Kansas was fifty-five and eighty. So he was not. He well, was. A, he invented look. the game, but was a terrible. <laughs> That's got to be a very good guy, though, right? I he think... invents the game, mm-hmm. is bad at his own game, <laughs> and they're like gracious enough to still have <laughs> the whole thing named after him. I mean, I, that's that the, that is a sign. When do you think there were basketball traditionalists like now who are like Steph Curry's ruining basketball? Who are like once they cut the bottom out of that beach basket <laughs> game, <laughs> this is not it's the all same about sport. The stick. They're ruining. They're ruining it. Kids aren't even the using the stick key. anymore. Oh, all right. Well, we've got a couple more reader, a couple more reader tweets here. Uh, my former high school classmate Diamond Mike Rymers tweeted wow. us and said, "The three most overrated players of my life are Kobe, KG, and Russell Westbrook. 
Who are your top three most overrated players? He also he also apologized to Dave for saying Russell Westbrook was overrated. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Dave does have multiple Kobe Bryant jerseys. Dave is a big Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant. Should we each do one? Yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. good. Nine seems like a, yeah. a, lot, a lot of players. <laughs> Let me tell you, I got a, well, for number one, Naismith. Go. Number two, the star of <laughs> yeah. Naismith's team. I'm going to need Buckets a second to McGee. Uh, mine's Tony Parker. And I was talking yeah. to Sean about this last night. Is And look, I, I understand Tony Parker is a good basketball player. I just personally, it's a stylistic thing. If my point guard can't shoot threes i want him to at least be dunking all the time and tony parker doesn't either hmm. he also just feels like he he's he's like if you were designing an adulterer in a lab you'd make him a french basketball player who's also a rapper <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he definitely likes clubbing yeah I mean, Drake blinded him That's that right. one time. Drake blinded him. He slept is... with Brent Berry's wife. Like, what a weird. That's going to be my next deep dive expose. What happened the night Drake hit Tony Parker with a with glass? A champagne bottle. I know. That's so, I want to know that story. And it was like, well, wasn't they... it in Paris too or something? No, it was in New York. Oh, they were okay. throwing. It was Drake and Chris Brown were throwing champagne bottles at each other, and somehow Tony Parker was in the middle sure. of it. Sure. I don't know if this is fair, but I think Paul Pierce is super overrated. That was that's my number two, um, and part of that is just not really fair to him. It's just that I listen to and read Bill Simmons all the time, mm-hmm. and just, he. I've said this before on the podcast. He just looks dumpy. You know what I mean? Like he just looks. Yeah. He looks like he's tired. Yeah. He made some comment even a few years ago where he he was playing for the Washington Wizards. <laughs> the tail end of his career and he was like yeah you know this year i just decided i really needed to get in shape before the season I was like what were you doing yeah, <laughs> not a good thing to admit um i'm gonna time travel a little bit to a period where there was a very overrated player mm-hmm. yeah do you remember the period when my my favorite team is the philadelphia 76ers uh-huh. do you remember when they were trying to make andre iguodala the number one on that team yeah. for oh, like four years yeah. and it was like everybody knew it was not gonna happen yeah. so for some reason <laughs> They were so high on him as like that they could build a team I, around him. I think him. they were just into the idea of having a second AI. Yeah, right? isn't that like well, ninety percent of what was happening? The <laughs> first AI is literally the my favorite person. Oh, yeah. He's the, the greatest. Planet. I, I will my never, number one hero of all time. I will never let anyone call him overrated. Oh no, no, no way! Like you no. just didn't watch well, him. Especially then. Yeah. he burned my personal favorite basketball player today. Actually. Who? Uh, Tim Hardaway. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, yeah they were yeah, talking about the crossover. Said, Tim Hardaway said that Allen Iverson carried on his crossover every time he used it, and everyone's crossover is just doing the Tim Hardaway crossover. <laughs> and Allen Iverson responded by saying, yeah, I carried all the way to the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's <laughs> a, he's carried the greatest. Crossover all the way to the Hall of Fame. He's, he's the best. He's also the one retired player who uh, doesn't, think it was better in the old days no they ask him questions and he's like oh, yeah, i might make an all-star team now yeah you know, he also <laughs> these um, guys are pretty good oh that that's the worst though when some guy from like 1992 is like we were better than yeah. lebron or something like yeah. that it's like with the exception of jordan there's not a lot of people who could ever even make that claim <laughs> just from a physical size and speed yeah. of the game perspective it's pretty it's but pretty also wild just the fact that like 
people can shoot from very far away now. Yeah, like, yeah. not even <laughs> size yeah, and yeah. speed. No, that, yeah, <laughs> and like how about and Giannis too? Guys yeah. like that, like would just like, tear yeah. it up. George there. Mikan would crush Giannis out of the Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's like it's also it's like it's like yes, I guess David Robinson would have had a very easy time guarding <laughs> that guy yeah. in the post. <laughs> it's like, well, he's the same size as David Robinson, but he also shoots threes, and he's the fourth best guy yeah. in the league. <laughs> yeah, and go has, and has handles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, man, we were talking about how the 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 old players complaining about resting too much, uh-huh. and just how it doesn't hold up at all. Like Steph Curry plays more games than Magic Johnson did, yeah. and uh, and also Michael Jordan took a year and a half. Yeah, it's like oh, Michael basketball. never took a game off. He was too competitive, except when he quit basketball entirely. That me? No, that's me. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like. <laughs> It's never going to be good enough for the old guys, you no. know? It's like the game right now is it? I feel like the NBA is so good right now. So it fun to watch. Best it's been in my entire life. <clears throat> I agree, too. I think yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. All, good teams up and down the board. Even the bad teams are mostly fun to watch right yeah. now, my Sixers included. Only oh, yeah. Orlando has no hope. Yeah. And they should. It's just the guy. <laughs> well, they hired like a child general manager <laughs> and then let him have the keys for like five or six years at this point and still like no nah, no skippy's yeah. gonna get it i gotta get that job oh, oh that, that would be the best kid gm oh. <laughs> now i'm 37 i have to start looking for careers where i can still be considered young yeah it's owner like, team yeah, owner, owner. Good. Yeah. <laughs> i think maybe i'll put that i'll maybe put a listing on uh on craigslist see if anybody's looking for a team owner <laughs> That's where I go for jobs, by the way. Oh, yeah. Craigslist. You could make the Eddie sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eddie, Eddie The too. Knicks hire a new owner yeah. on Craigslist. It's Eddie, but it's about a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got another final question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Dalton on Twitter, for some reason, asked us, in Homeward Bound, do the dogs make it to the new house or back to their original one? I'm almost positive. They answer this the, question in the movie, correct? I mean, they're go- it has to be. Was Homeward Bound as the sequel? The journey continues? Is that? I don't know. I'm sure those dogs, they made it. I thought home. it was a dog and a cat, so I'm not yeah, the right guy to go to for this answer. No it's, two dog, no, it's two dogs and one cat. It's an old dog, a young dog, and a regular cat. What about the brave little toaster? You ever see that shit? Yeah. That's way better than Homeward Bound. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Why are we talking about Homeward I Bound? I don't know. This guy <laughs> asked us. We said any questions you want us to answer on the podcast, and this is a question we got. You, got, say... you got your wish, Scott Dalton. Yeah. I, I intentionally didn't look it up, and I'm going to say New House because I'm pretty sure they lose them in the move. Yeah. I don't know. New House is. Speaking of movies, though, hey, we're doing a thing where if you give us 50, if we get to 55 star reviews on iTunes... We are going to record a commentary track to the white slavery documentary, uh, My Giant, My Giant, Billy Crystal, <laughs> uh, and George Mirasan. And we're at 29 reviews, and we've been stuck at 29 reviews for two weeks. So somebody give us a five-star review. All right. Anyway, let's go to the news. Right, guys? Let's do you it. ready for the news? All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Top story. 
Stefan Marbury has left the Beijing Ducks. Oh, that's the end of an era. <laughs> the Ducks have been good for so long. They won three champs championships with Stefan Marbury. He's, he they re- built a statue of Stefan Marbury. It seems weird because they, it's. I think it's a very top-heavy league mm-hmm. in the CBA because they, they won for the first time with Marbury in 2012, mm-hmm. but they'd been around since the 50s, and they were the fourth team to win a title. Okay. That there's, seems. So there's a lot are there of, maybe only four teams in the league? It's possible there's only four teams in the league. I mean, it does make sense that there's lots of dynasties in China, right? Uh, hey. Oh God. Um. Anyway. Uh. Happy trails, <laughs> Stefan Marbury. Now the star. All, of, the all of Fame bound. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Does he make it back home to the American Hall of Fame? No. no not even. Chinese? Not even close. He's going to come back and try to play again. It would be great He's if he could do one, one more season. <laughs> what if he made it for his contributions to international the Nets basketball? Just sign him. Yeah, and AI. Yeah. The, the, there's no reason the Nets shouldn't bring Stefan Marbury yeah. back for one season. Yeah, and right. I- Iverson in the backcourt yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Marbury, Iverson, and also Derek Coleman. Those are their big offseason yeah. <laughs> signings. <laughs> All right. Um, Dion Waiters. Uh, wrote an article for the Players' Tribune today, which, Daniel, you do a quite a bit of uh, internet writing. And Sean and I are obsessed with the Players' Tribune. It's a ridiculous website. Uh, I, I kind of <laughs> love it, too. <laughs> uh, my dream is to make like a spotlight-style web video where it's Derek Jeter, Kevin Love, and all the managing editor, uh-huh. JJ Watt, he's probably uh-huh. one, right? Just arguing about. I'm gonna headlines. go. I'm gonna go through the masthead real quickly. <laughs> okay, give me the masthead, just head. so we know. I'll tell you whether these guys are a douche or not. <laughs> it looks pretty sophisticated okay. right now. Uh, hold on, where do we have the staff? Just I assume. By the way, I said guys. I'm just gonna guess there are not a lot of women on the masthead. At the you don't think uh, Venus Williams? Venus Should, probably. One. One, yeah, both. Yeah. One or both. <laughs> Respect where it's due. <laughs> Um, the title of the while Sean's looking that up, yeah, the title me. of Dion Waiters' art, uh, article, I guess, uh, blog is, post. The NBA is lucky I'm home doing damn articles. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an attention grabbing headline. Do you think Dion Waiters wrote his own headline for the Players Tribune, or did Derek Jeter come up with it in his job as managing editor? Yep. Jeter, zero oh. percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's dumb as rocks. 100%. There's just no way you know, he cares at all. You know when you see a guy who's just stupid? Uh-huh. Just looks very stupid. <laughs> like, there's no way Derek Jeter's getting one over on you. But he thinks he is. Yeah, because he's good at sports and people yeah. kiss his ass. All right, so the team. By the way, if you click on a link in the Players' Tribune, it opens in a brand new tab, which is <laughs> yeah. really annoying. Can I also just say, imagine... Like, he probably tried to sell that, or somebody tried to sell it. I was like, no, it's going to be the players being, like, real. Yeah. And this is what you get. Yeah. Like, how white, how watered down <laughs> that version is. Uh, well, so they, so the founding publisher, that's what Derek Jeter's title is. <laughs> um, there's a lot of non-athletes listed on this team. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the playoffs real quick. It's the NBA playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. 
Both teams played hard. Uh, LeBron James has won 21 first-round games in a row as a player. Uh, the last time he lost a round one game, the opposing starting point guard was Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. And he was on the Knicks. <laughs> we all remember Baron Davis's beautiful Knicks career, don't we? <laughs> How did that team beat the Cavs ever? Would well, that have been the like, Cavs? Uh, it was the Heat. The Heat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did they just like blow a round one game or something? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a round one game. Mello scored a lot of points, and J.R. Smith hit a bunch of shots. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. And then no one else really took a shot. Um, two of those Knicks bench guys are now on LeBron James's team. Uh, and Indiana is out, so question, guys. What is going to happen to Paul George? Oh, well, he's leaving, I think. He's... Yeah, what's the prevailing thought right now? So he, so the deal is, he if he makes the third team All NBA, which he won't, he's eligible for this giant two hundred million dollar contract. But, but he's only probably if not. He stays in Indiana. Is it yeah. arguable that he is overrated? It's, I, I think yeah, it's I think that's completely fair. Because okay, yeah. that's the other person I was going to say, <laughs> and I thought you guys were going to yell at me. No way. Because I well, think because no. it's like he doesn't get out of the first round. Well, he's also he has a lot of that. Iguodala thing where you're like, wow, he's really athletic Great and he's set, a good yeah. defender, but also doesn't know how to dribble low to the ground. And like seems you a need little to... lost at the end of games sometimes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. yeah. Well, oh well, I I need to share my favorite thing that's happened. So you when when the playoffs are on TNT, they basically have three and a half commercials that they rotate yeah, over and, and over again. Yeah, and the other 10 are for Animal Kingdom. Okay, and right. Claws. <laughs> whatever Claws is. <laughs> yeah, just like great. They know drama. But uh yeah, there's a commercial where Paul George is at the end of the game for Gatorade and he he goes to take a shot and he he says there's not going to be overtime. Like I'm going to hit this shot. And then he hits the game. He winner. walks off the court and then he hits the game winner. So that was running over and over again and someone looked it up and said, "Well, Paul George has never hit done a game-winning it. shot in the NBA. That's interesting. And he also has never done it in college at Fresno State. <laughs> and so once I and read high that... Yeah, never did it in high school. Like, maybe he wasn't really a point guard in high school. Uh, by the way, somehow Michael Carter-Williams is a contributing editor <laughs> to the Players' <laughs> Tribute. Kobe Bryant is an editorial director. And Danica Patrick somehow is a senior editor. Oh, that seems... Well, you know, she started out as a junior editor. She worked her way up. She was doing like four blog posts a day. Even t- this is kind of sad that, that Danica Patrick's a senior editor and Tiger Woods is only a contributing editor. <laughs> he, but he does edit a lot, though. Yeah, he yeah, edits yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 He's, a, He's a punch up what guy. Is the, can I ask a serious question? <laughs> yeah. As a person who did not come up through a media landscape, okay, why is that an important title to have? editor it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> like i had a lot of people who were considered editors on like a podcast that i hosted right mm-hmm. where they were yeah. editors of the podcast oh oh, no, that was no, their job the title sorry yeah no no no, no. Oh, the one i did for mtv like there was a weird period where like i feel like the title editor is weird it's just like <laughs> a weird thing i don't actually know what that means like like how is tiger woods a contributing <laughs> editor well he has he gets stories from his friends. He's like, I, I got some stuff I want to pitch up to Derek. <laughs> like, got to get it in the pipeline. Uh, it's got to go to Kevin first. Right. Kevin, Kevin loves right. it first. Kevin sees it first. Has Danica seen it? Is Danica? Yes. 
once Tiger puts his stamp on it, it can go down to uh, Julius Thomas, Jeremy right. Guthrie, and Paul. Pierce. And then it'll be it will actually be written by some guy who makes one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. to write it for oh, the athlete. One hundred percent. Like I want in on those emails. Yeah. That go to the. You're more likely to end up radio. at those jobs. Yeah. <laughs> which is more my reality. Now, uh, do you think that uh, they have a bureau chief in New York? Yes. Yes, they and do. Matt Harvey. Little, Matt oh, Harvey. So that's the <laughs> well, look, the whole operation is running ha- hot and heavy out of Miami, right? Is that where Jeter is? He's down in my, you know, where like He's all good journalism is. Right? <laughs> He's actually a member of Trump's club. Yeah. He's got his, his... I guess maybe if that is the center of journalism now with, with Mar-a-Lago down there. Players Tribune is going to be popping off. Letter to my younger self from Donald Trump. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You did it all perfect, kid. You're the Your best. president. People are saying you and had you the best what? childhood. And you know what? He's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. It's very sad. <laughs> it's very sad. But he's not wrong. All right. Oh, we yeah. Move on or we oh, we sorry. I, Paul George. I just okay. want to fit. Did, Paul George sucks. Last thing of Paul George <laughs> is uh, so after game one, he complained when. Uh, the, the Cavs blitzed him yeah. when he had the ball, so he passed off to an open guy and missed the shot. Yeah. After the game, he's like, I got to take that shot. That was a bad shot. shot. Who ended up taking the shot? CJ Miles. And it was a bad shot. Wasn't he was off yeah. balance. They yeah. tried to make it sort of seem like it wasn't a bad shot, but yeah. it was. No, it was yeah. a bad shot. No, it was yeah. a terrible shot. They just, they just got kind of outcoached, too, because yeah. they fouled. Well, also, Lance Stevenson didn't take two steps forward to the foul line. Yeah. He was just standing under the basket. To help out his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't realize that he was underneath a rim that would have blocked him from putting the ball on top of it. Yeah, so so he made such a big deal about how he needed the ball at the end of the game. Game four ends with the Pacers down three, Paul George taking the last shot and not even hitting the rim. He I saw that. And immediately afterwards, they show that right back to the commercial. Gatorade commercial, and he's like, there's not going to be overtime. It's like, yeah, there isn't going to be overtime. You're just going to go home. I feel like You're going home entirely. I feel like Vic Berger should like make a video out of that. <laughs> With, like, sad trumpets in it and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm so fascinated by those guys who just watch uh, every sporting event that's on at all times, just looking for, like, a typo or... Yeah, one of my heroes is that guy... Um... C.J. Fogler. <laughs> that guy's my hero. Oh, yeah. Do you know, do you know uh, J.D. Harmeyer? Do you know who that is? Do you ever listen to the Howard Stern Show? No, I don't know who J.D. is. I love the Howard Stern Show. But this guy, J.D., is the guy who, like, goes through every second of television that's on television and <laughs> finds the crazy little clips that they clip. Like, he'll be watching 20 hours of QVC to find a thing where somebody, like, accidentally, like, falls on a sword or something like that. It's pretty they, amazing. They are society's heroes, basically. Yeah, yeah there's a guy, Timothy Berg from Deadspin, yeah. who just is somehow married uh-huh. and just watches 16 TVs, like, 16 hours a day, but provides... The most unflattering Joe Buck screenshots every single oh, yeah. week. <laughs> it's great. All right. All right. Uh, so, question about Paul Paul George. Oh yeah, you Sean. Uh, what other commercials slash products have the playoffs made you despise? I I hate the woman who sings about how she wants a hybrid. Yeah, but that, she doesn't know if it's for is her. Frustrating. The kickboxing, just <laughs> like it. It feels very Trumpy. Too mm-hmm. that it's like I want a hybrid, but I'm not gonna hug a tree. I like to. I hate to recycle, but yeah. I don't want to spend too much on gas. It's, it just feels like it's a weird 
I'm not sure who it's aimed at. And she's singing off-key yeah. a crabby song. And the guy is also bad, but they show the woman kickboxing more often. Yeah, that's fair. I... I'm honestly not sure what company that's a product for, and I've seen the commercial <laughs> 200 times. It's a hybrid. So you're boycotting that woman's acting Just career. that woman's acting career. If I get a chance to not cast her in something, that's my dream. Right. <laughs> uh, the other thing is there's a Sylvester Stallone commercial for Corona? Is that it? I and don't think I've seen this Stallone. It's one him yet. and Canelo, uh, the fighter, mm-hmm. and it, it's actually not that bad. It, the, the problem is just that the volume on it is three hundred percent of what the game is. Uh-huh. So every time there's a commercial break and you're not paying attention to it, it's just hey. Stallone going, "Hey, Canelo, be bold!" And there's there's a bit where he's like kind of punching a beehive instead sure. of a, but none of it makes sense. And then it's he, probably because it's like. Honey aged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just it yeah, he, yeah. he then tries to get him to put a steak on his black eye and he tosses it on the grill instead and Stallone's like, What what'd you do with my steak? All right. Uh-huh. I can I answer this question too? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, I, I was going to go to you next. <laughs> I am too poor to afford cable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If anybody wants to give me their MBA TV login. Please write me on Twitter at Daniel Ralston. <laughs> I don't have any opinions on commercial because I only get to see the games when I'm in a bar. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, Sounds good. Um, I mean, the best thing that happened with League Pass this year is they stopped showing commercials at all. So you just oh, get the yeah. feed of like what the Jumbotron is showing. I actually kind of... So sometimes, you know, NBA TV will put up just a raw feed yeah. if yeah. you don't have a login. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just watch the single backboard cam with no score. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't even sync it to your phone because the game's like two minutes behind. (laughs) It's the most desperate basketball watching. But sometimes I kind of just like the sound of a basketball game. And they'll have like the local radio feed playing over it. They say the score sometimes. I'm sort of watching it. Yeah, they they sometimes will uh, with League Pass if it's a a TNT game. Mm Mm-hmm. They won't. They're not allowed to show you the game, but they'll give you one of their weird angles. You can like watch the game if you're willing to just watch a camera trained on LeBron James the whole time, uh-huh. which is very weird because they don't they don't bother to go wide ever. It's just a guy <laughs> who follows him all the mm-hmm. time. And it's so, the Kobe doing work angle. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. <laughs> except it really makes if it's the wrong guy, they just look so lazy. Because it'll be, it'll be like, oh, it's the Kyle Corver cam. Yeah, he's running yeah. from three point line to three point <laughs> yeah. line yeah. and waving at a ball. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, we've had one other series end. Uh, the Golden State Warriors destroyed the Portland Trailblazers uh, last night. In as a Warrior fan, even I felt like it was sad. Um, like it was. Only Damian Lillard was trying. It was kind of a sad game. I mean, the Warriors were like, preci- it was like precision destruction. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, Draymond Green hates Myers Leonard, which is one of the weirdest feuds in the NBA. <laughs> I, I'm into it. Yeah, because uh, Myers Leonard was at Illinois. Yeah, he well, was. Yeah. In the, Draymond Green destroyed him in the Big Ten, and then Myers Leonard got drafted like. Top twelve, I think he was ten or something. Yeah, and then Draymond Green was drafted like thirty fifth, and so the Blazers, because of the trades they made, they have 
three or four guys that were picked directly ahead of Draymond Green, and so he's that's just funny. out for so much blood that's against that cool. team. And that's why like, I'm, I'm uh, not always on his yeah. side, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was trash talking Mo Harkless relentlessly, and I was like, "Why Mo Harkless?" <laughs> Mo Harkless went 15 in that draft. That's why one of the great NBA pun names of all time. Yeah, <laughs> how could you be Mo Harkless? That was the best. Right? That was the best when they drafted him, yeah. and that song was still popular. Yeah, it that was. was the best. <laughs> Uh, so question for you guys, uh, Portland. So for the Warriors, the classic faux, faux, faux. That was faux, Joey's prediction, which I, I predicted that they were going to do. Uh, I know sweet uh, Jesus. It's still in play. Uh, but also that's the amount of years Portland signed Alan Crabb, Evan Turner, Myers Leonard and Maurice Harkless for <laughs> only making about 170 million combined. Yeah. Uh, can't does Portland shake it up this offseason? What do you think? Nah, I think they're I think they're gonna roll with those guys in your kitchen. I, I think you're probably right. But that's I, a that's a fan base I feel bad for because they really lo- love basketball so much there. Yeah, yeah, they're like really good fans too. Yeah, they're it's not, a cool place to see a game. I went to a game in Portland and it was like very intense. I went to see them play the Sixers by myself oh, when I was in Portland. Awesome. Oh. Portland just randomly happened to be playing the Sixers. <laughs> Got a ticket for like 17 bucks, and it was the most fun. It was a really great place to see a game. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because they, they have only really won one title, but didn't they make the playoffs something like 25 years in a row? Yeah. I mean, so... they've had really fun teams that had really bad breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Brandon Roy, that's like one of the sadder guys I can think of. Yeah, that's definitely up Brandon there. Roy was so awesome. Yeah, his, um, his body failed him. Yeah, and but not even in like a long, like not even like the way Grant Hill's body failed him. Like it just failed him like immediately, basically. He just like, he just lost. He just didn't have any cartilage. Yeah, or something like that. Have you read Breaks of the Game? I oh, have. Yeah. It's one of my it's favorite books so ever. Good. But yeah, but that's yeah, that's part of the reason I think I love yeah. the Trailblazers <laughs> so much, just because that's such a they they are kind of a storied franchise in where they've always been pretty good. Yeah, they did have some fun teams like Clyde Drexler. They're like Phoenix of the North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost I almost always root for them, and they've been playing the Warriors yeah. every year in the playoffs. They have so a couple. Like, Come on, they have a couple overrated guys now though, and they need to figure some shit out though for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. because it's it's they they blew up the team, and they're like, let's take a flyer on all these guys yeah. and then one summer later we're like we actually locked all of them up to long-term yeah, deals i don't know what we were they thinking had the third highest payroll in the league this i think year. it's That's, number no, two I checked it last night. oh it's third Three. who's, who's two? ahead of them uh cleveland's one i forget who two it might have been the knicks that would be very fitting. <laughs> cool. That's another cool team. I want to say in 2008, the Knicks had the highest payroll in basketball by far and won like 22 games. Yeah. And I think they maybe didn't have a pick either. It's just uh, what a team. Uh, Sean, you want to do our ad read? Oh, yeah. Let's do the ad read. Okay. So we have a lot of sponsors to keep the podcast going. Mm-hmm. This week, we are happy to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast this week. And it's another great basketball related service. Guys, do you ever try to buy tickets for an NBA game only to learn there's none available? Does it seem like the games are always sold out, whether the game's going to be a classic or not? And yet, every time you turn on the television, your neighbors are somehow there? That's where NBATickets.gov comes in. They want to hear your story. 
NBATickets.gov is an arm of the Justice Department that's building a class action lawsuit against the corrupt ticket brokers of the NBA. For years, the buying and selling of passes to the best NBA games has been under the thumb of a mysterious crime family known only as the Andersons. Through bribes, intimidation, and even violence, they've had a stranglehold on the best seats to the hottest games. And woe to the mixed-race family who tries to go up against them. They'll get dunked on and murdered. NBATickets.gov allows completely anonymous reporting of your issues with ticket offers. Were you sold full-price tickets to a game even though it had already clearly started? Was your son harassed and blackmailed until he begged you to buy him tickets? <laughs> Have you had countless dinners ruined as food sat out untouched as you futilely searched for seats? NBATickets.gov wants to help. Think about it. If there really was a vibrant market for NBA tickets, wouldn't the company behind the market have to make a bunch of commercials rather than one single TV spot that ran constantly for four and a half years? The only bigger scam is the powerful organization that shakes down NBA GMs to get massive, massive long-term contracts for awkward white big men, but we will deal with the Plumley family later. The site promises total anonymity. And if you act now, the Witness Seat Relocation Program will upgrade your upper-level seats to the lower bowl behind the basket. So far, the site has led to nearly a dozen low-level arrests, but no one has ratted on their superiors yet. With the Anderson family, the mob bosses are never sold out. NBATickets.gov. We're coming for you, Andersons! Wow. That, a... uh, that is... Jeff Sessions has really got some sure. weird priorities. <laughs> um, so let's talk to Daniel for a little bit. Daniel. Hey, guys. So as a Sixers fan, mm -hmm. how did that happen? I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh. Oh, that's uh, – I, I, I read Billy Joel's uh, poems about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His tomes. <laughs> The great works. <laughs> the great works of William Joel. You know, that's what Gwyneth Paltrow called him in a, in a letter I read on Goop. William Joel? <laughs> she said, my friend William Joel came over to my house. That's horrible. And she was talking about Billy Joel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so Christy Brigley wouldn't call him Billy either. She called him Joel. Oh, interesting. Weird statement about weird. their relationship. Uptown girls. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up in Allentown. And then... I moved to Philadelphia in 2002. Let me back up, sorry. I'm going to back up. I grew up in Allentown, and then the Sixers were my favorite team growing up because it's like an hour outside of Philly. It's kind of like Philly adjacent. Mm -hmm. uh, we would go to Sixers games, and, um, and then in 2001, I got really into the Sixers again because I was living in Philly for the first time like in my life. Yeah. I was kind of like had a, like a real adult job. I had a very shady adult job where I drove around delivering pharmaceuticals to hospitals in my own car <laughs> for $30 an hour under the table. But I was 19. Were these real pharmaceuticals? Yeah, it was like yeah. Oxycontin and stuff oh, like that. And oh it was literally God. in a fishing tackle box in the back of my car with a padlock on it. Oh, my God. In some of the worst neighborhoods in Philadelphia. Did you at any point deliver pharmaceuticals to Pat Croce? So, okay. So, <laughs> 01 Sixers. Uh -huh. My background is I'm uh, very good at basketball. I was very good at You're basketball. Tall, so it makes I sense. was 5'6 when I graduated high school and then grew six inches my, when wow. I was 18. Oh, what wow. would have been my freshman year of college. Uh. 
which is very weird. But I have point guard skills, but I'm 6'1". Yeah. Like, like Anthony Davis. I but, end up usually playing point forward on yeah. the, when I play street ball. Yeah. But my dad was like a sports dad and would like not talk to me if I played bad in a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started to hate sports. Uh-huh. And then the 01 Sixers, I was living in Philly, I had this weird job. And all anybody was talking about was the Sixers because Iverson was so good. And I started listening to the games in my radio um, in my car because I was driving around so much. And I got hooked on listening to Sixers games. And then I started going to Sixers games. And that 01 finals run was the most fun I've ever had as a basketball yeah. fan. Oh, stepping over Ty, Ty Lue I mean, in the finals, one of the greatest yeah. moments in NBA history. I lived in the Bay Area, and I was a Golden State Warriors fan, so I had to root for other teams once uh, June. Once I mean, uh, February yeah, started. Once, yeah, yeah, once yeah. February started. Yeah. Once the snow, the snow <laughs> started across the East Coast. Uh, and that was one of my favorite teams. They were too. amazing. They were, uh, it was so fun. The fact that the second best player on that team was Aaron McKee, is like and they went to the finals. Think about how good Aaron McKee is related in relation to players now. Yeah. Well, they well, took a game off of the Lakers who had, didn't lose another playoff game in that se- right. in yeah. postseason. They, yeah, and they were so fun. And Iverson continues to be a hero of mine forever, and I love that guy so much. And then it all fell apart when Pat Croce went to go form Slam Ball. Well, Slam Ball later. is still doing really well, though, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. You basically, your operation was exactly how Andy Reid's kids used to sell heroin. I, I know. I know. I probably passed them. <laughs> like rivals. <laughs> like, our illegal if they drugs. knew you had Oxy, yeah, know. They you would have all over it. It would have been time, like Freddie Mitchell. One time I was sitting in, 95 tra- in I-95 traffic by the link, the Eagle Stadium, and it was like bumper-to-bumper traffic, and a police escort came by with like a black pickup truck in the middle of it and it was andy reed <laughs> getting escorted to the game that people were waiting in traffic for oh wow like, of course in philadelphia 10 hours before the football game. <laughs> do you think if you came from a like if you you were used to working in football on the west coast or something and you were the coach who came out there would you be terrified that you were in bumper-to-bumper traffic six hours before the game started you're like i thought i got here early <laughs> i think it's also like that level of sports fan intensity obviously does not sit well with a lot of people like yeah. athletes, coaches. Yeah. Some people get really <laughs> like fry under that Philly pressure yeah. or the New York media. Yeah. Like Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. My, my, I was really into that Sixers team. My roommate for whatever reason who had not been that fond of basketball at all, just love that team. Bought league pass the next year so he could watch all the Sixers games, and he apparently owns. Like he bought at a charity auction uh, a game worn elbow sleeve from Iverson. That's a cool thing to have. And yeah, he, I would love that. He has it, and and I was like, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, but uh, what's his address? Yeah, he he, <laughs> he, uh, he said, I, you know, I've moved a bunch. Uh-huh. I didn't save the certificate of authentication or uh-huh. anything. It just. Just looks like a yeah, it's an like old white them, elbow cool. sleeve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have, like I don't know what to do. Like, do I put it on or? There's this great artist in Philadelphia who's who does a lot of posters, like for shows and stuff like that. He's kind of a cartoonist, and he made these great posters. I have it still. It got water damaged, but I'll have it forever. It's Iverson in the white Sixers jersey. It's a cartoon of him, and he's got the sleeve on. And it just says, war is not the answer. Oh, that's awesome. In, like, oh. red, white, and blue font. It's the best thing <laughs> That's <ever>. so tight. <laughs> um, so, 
Sixers fan, we've got to yeah. talk about it. How do you feel about the process? It's funny. I was just talking about the Sixers last night, and in talking about them, the one thing I'll say is it still feels a little hopeful to me because yeah. I'm like, okay, the start of next season seems promising to me. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons is going to be awesome. Because there's a good chance nothing will happen to either of them. Uh-huh. Like, is Embiid going to be back beginning of the season or not? He's they don't supposed know. to. Be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He'll be back, right? By the beginning of the season. They were just, like, really Super aggressively cautious, resting right, right. him. Yeah, yeah. So, look. He kept getting banged up, but, yeah, I mean. These yeah. things are very random. A lot of this stuff is very random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, recurring injury problems, whatever. But people have come back from these kinds of injuries before. I'm very excited to see Simmons play. Obviously, I don't think he would have seen Sarge play as well as he did if the circumstances hadn't yeah. been the way they were. Mm-hmm. He gets more confidence. That's the best case scenario. But and then you have, you have a legitimately good coach, I think, who has gotten to stick this yeah, stuff out. Yeah, I think so. And that, you know, even though he's not glamorous or anything, TJ McConnell is a totally People great love him functional too, yeah. player, too, because he's just. Yeah. He's, he's surprisingly a good athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a good he's, he's like a perfect backup point guard, basically. Yeah. I mean, isn't Simmons Simmons is gonna be their point guard, they're saying, right? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of weird because he has to play power forward on defense, I think. There's almost no parallel for the two of them together, right? For oh, Embiid not at all. And Simmons, no. like what that's gonna look like. Yeah, especially because they both kind of have and I can't even I mean, I guess like Late career Elijahwan and Pippin well, playing together. Yeah. Let me ask. Let me ask you outside of the vacuum of Sixers fandom, because that's the only people I talk to about basketball. Is yeah. like other Sixers mm-hmm. fans. What was it watching Embiid play like in the when you got to see him play? Oh, I loved oh, him. The best. I had him on my fantasy team. I drafted yeah. him. I knew he was going to have a good because he was he was so fun to watch his one year in college because he he's been playing basketball such a short amount of time that it was like, but he's. He's super smart, and yeah. uh, so the seeing him play between like December and March of his college career was amazing because he was just sort of like, oh, he's this big guy who's going to block shots. Yeah. By the end, they're like throwing it to him in the post. He's, yeah, he's directing like, traffic, shot, yeah. and, yeah. and he college other yeah. college teams yeah. were just blown away whenever it would happen too because like yeah. it's so beyond. Yeah, yeah, um, I like him a lot. Um, I still can't help but make a Shirley Temple joke every time I think of him, though, because mm-hmm. that's, like, the funniest story in the world. I hate Jaleel Okafor. He bums me out. Yeah. Um, and I th- I get a li- I think the process is a bit overrated. Uh-huh. Uh, well, look, it certainly hasn't paid any dividends right. up to this point, but I, I don't mean, know that it was supposed what to. What he did right. was good, except he blew the draft every year. You can't. He dra- drafting three centers was insane. It's not even in retrospect, still. Like the Okafor thing will always stand out as like a weird. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't make it. Just didn't make any sense. But then, like Noel, even that trade was good at the time. But I, was, I love Drew Holiday personally. I'm like a weird Drew Holiday defender. Yeah, so. and weirdly, I, I was weirdly kind of high on Noel there for a while too, and was sort of bummed to see him go. But what it made sense. I, I just wish they'd rolled the dice. Well, I guess he, I guess they got hurt, but I but. Noel and Embiid were kind of good together. It was interesting to see what that was going to be like. It would have been like a true true Twin Towers yeah. situation. Okay. Oh, wait. We can't do those anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, a true – a true. what's the next most popular <laughs> pair of things? Yeah. 
tall <laughs> things specifically. Tall things. I a, don't know. A real. A real space needle and a Golden Gate Bridge. There you go. That's look, I think what you're realizing is there is a void out there for some city. Yeah. yeah. To become the new double tower city. <laughs> yeah, just something about um, Minneapolis. Just yeah. Well, Twin Cities. Yeah, They're Twin Cities, Twin Towers. Yeah. One tower in St. Paul, one tower in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, that. One's the Husker do, one's the replacements. replacements. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they each play on the top of the other one every night. Uh, uh, the hold steady is torn between which which uh, yes. which towers their favorite. Craig Finn's, Craig Finn's on, on poems a, about yeah. it all the time. He's on a tether <laughs> between the two towers. And somehow Dave Perner's been banned for life from both, like yeah. within a week of them opening. Craig's a good friend. Yeah, I love the hold steady. Um, I'm just gonna say that about every person we mentioned. <laughs> Dave Perner, also a good also friend. Also a good friend. Joel Embiid, also a good friend. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good. That leads us into our, my last question for you, which is, what would your dream hangout be with Joel Embiid? What would you do if you had a dream date with Joel Embiid? What would you guys do? We go to Dorney Park. And it's, what would you do? Though? It's an amusement park in Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's Dorney Park. Joel themed. <laughs> No, no, we actually reject the Joel thing a little bit because it's not even about Allentown. It's about Bethlehem. He wrote it about a different town, but it didn't fit in the uh, lyrics to the song. That sounds. That yeah, sounds it's like a little. Too, it would have sounded too religious. Well, look, he's living a, here in Bethlehem. He's a phony. And right? Jesus is gonna phony. be born. But yeah, I think we okay. So Dorney Park is also Dorney Park in Wildwater Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go on the wave pool. For sure. Yeah. They have one of those joints feel pretty good. They have one of those water slides where you put like eight people in them and when it goes up the side it almost seems like it's gonna come Uh out. Oh yeah. Uh we go on that, of course, and then we go on uh, a couple like the a couple of roller coasters. Probably eat some chicken fingers. Seems like it'll be a cool day, right? He seems like a funny guy. Yeah. (laughs) He like do you remember the stuff with Rihanna was very funny to me. Yeah. Oh, that's really I feel like my favorite thing he does is his his like constant trolling of Chandler Parsons who is the weirdest person to troll yeah that's very funny because it's like the funny thing where Joel and B kind of pretends to be like a playboy too (laughs) you know like like, it's funny he made one of those Rihanna jokes that had like 50,000 retreats whatever and for some reason I was the first reply to it (laughs) and I just wrote I'm so glad you're a sixer and I think my reply now has like 500 faves. Oh, Every yeah. once in a while, I'll just like get a random person who will see the Rihanna retweet and my reply. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's great because he was he was kind of living that life on social media. And then you were kind of like, you can't legally drink yet. I know. It's so funny. And it's, but it's like, I like that he just didn't care and saw right through it. And the idea of like getting lectured for like, going to a show or something like that by like some rich white guys it's so funny to me like it's just all of it's hysterical to me it's it's really ridiculous like the i I do love that the nba is progressive and it's like i was sitting at this barbecue shop by my work yesterday and we were watching basketball and everybody just started like talking about how much more the nba is willing to like accept things than any other sport yeah it's way more like i mean they were the one that saw the internet coming even like yeah, they, they make their stuff easy to get yeah, they were like oh yeah you can put this shit up on youtube we don't care <laughs> you, can, you can watch a backboard cam that's <laughs> so- no password we don't care <laughs> like imagine if the nfl did that you can watch a live feed of every football game like they would then 
I always compare the two so much because yeah. like I hate the NFL. I so also much. hate the NFL, but I love that like in this place I was eating lunch yesterday. The woman behind the counter was like, "Oh, I don't like LeBron." She started talking about why. She was talking about him being a phony. It's like an older <laughs> lady. It was just very funny to me. She and I was like, "Yeah, but like, you know, he's like the only." You know, like after like Trayvon Martin and stuff like that, like LeBron yeah. is doing something. There's mm-hmm. no other sports figure of that size doing something like that. Yeah, I like that the NBA is where that's happening. It's why it definitely helps keep me engaged with the sport. One hundred percent. I mean, there were a couple of weeks there where our podcast was very NBA politics heavy. After yeah, Trump we we were running a woke off. Yeah, like for who a while. the most woke person in the NBA was? I think was. Kerr is still the leader of the it's woke. It's either off. Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich. Popovich did tip five thousand dollars at a dinner in Memphis, which feels yeah. like a a woke. It act. does <laughs> feel like a woke move as a waiter. <laughs> yeah. Do we know anything about the waiter though? What if the waiter was like some know. rich kid's son? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. What if it was his son? Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> his own son. It's, it's a tax loophole. Yeah. <laughs> we can tip tip his son five thousand dollars. Getting around, yeah, getting around that cash gift rule. Yeah, exactly. Which which he is tips actually four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah. It's a tax loophole. All right, Daniel, you want to play a game? Sure. Yeah, let's do All it. All right. So you're a basketball guy and a music guy mm. so we've built a game called rock and roll five on five yeah. for you basically imagine a park there's a court in a park where uh winners stays lo- uh the, the bands play the winners stay and then a new band comes in okay so easy great your first matchup is gonna be pearl jam Pick whatever drummer you want. You can have mm. any of those drummers. Matt Cameron. Jack Dave Irons. Abruzzes. Yeah, Jack the, Irons if I want. Jack, uh, Jack Irons if you want. Okay. Yeah. The guy who played on 10 whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Dave something else. Yeah. Hold on one second. Are these bands playing basketball or playing oh, rock music? They're playing basketball. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 All of these bands. It's going to be hard well, to unseat Pearl Jam because I feel like they're yeah. pretty good at basketball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they are playing the Bridges to Babylon era, the Rolling Stones. And the reason that is is because that is the first concert I ever went to. Oh. So well, so how, how love is, is strong. Yeah. yeah so You're so it was sweet. the Bridges to Babylon tour, and Pearl Jam was the opener. That was the okay. first concert Pearl Jam. I ever went to. So they could be playing backstage. So yeah. How old is Mick Jagger at this point? Eddie, I put up a hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, rock and roll. I know you like basketball. <laughs> I feel like Stone Gossard plays embarrassingly hard defense. Yeah, he's uh, like he's like yeah. hand checking and calling out switches with his hat on. And yeah, Keith Richards is actively smoking and just cherry picking onto the back. Yeah. I hey, I might throw it over here. Oh God, Pearl Jam, obviously. Okay, Pearl yeah. Jam. Okay. So you're next. So who steps up? We've got Metallica. And their fifth member is Dr. Phil Towel from their uh, some kind of monster, yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. kind of monster. The real Dr. Which Phil, I, as which I've known. watched in the past week. I watched, <laughs> by the way, I watched it like three weeks ago. It's my favorite movie, yeah. I think. I, you, I tried to get, I tried to get my girlfriend to watch it, and she was like, checked out pretty early. <laughs> my my girlfriend came home drunk, and not like she was like, oh, but she like went out to the bar, and she she. Walked in and within 10 seconds saw that I was watching it by myself and just went, honey, you've already seen this movie. <laughs> I would say that the fact that they're making the worst album of all time is probably the thing that makes it the hardest it's to watch. so good. Yeah. I, uh, I was um, 
up in Rohnert Park with Todd, uh, opening with Todd Barry, mm-hmm. and Lars Ulrich came to the show. But we had no idea he was Lars there. Lars is secretly sort of cool. So, you know, he's like an art collector. Yeah. And he also loves Oasis, who I also love. And he um, likes some cool music. I actually went to a music festival that Metallica curated in Atlantic City a few years ago. They was picked Lou Reed all... there? Huh? Was Lou Reed there? Was... Were they playing there? He was still alive, but he was not. No. <laughs> but they picked all the bands, and Titus Andronicus played it. Whoa. And oh, that's awesome. a whole bunch of... like It was actually a pretty great festival. And... Um, I have I have mad respect for Metallica, but mm. Pearl Jam is gonna crush. Yeah. That. What I will say is I do think Robert Trujillo. Well, he owns the basketball shorts. Well, exactly. We know that. He's yeah. Got the, yeah. He's got go. the uniform in the already. Car. Uh, but well, I think he's probably a pretty good defender. He's Bad about on five offense. one though. I think. Yeah, but he's he's got that well, low stance. Yeah. He's, he really guess, gets yeah. it. He really gets into your body. I okay, think. but I, yeah, Kirk he, Hammett is the worst basketball yeah, player of all no time. No way. He cannot catch the ball. <laughs> And he's just laughing about yeah. his failure while Lars and James get so mad at yeah. him. You okay. know he's just constantly like, oh, sorry, guys. There are so few <laughs> bands that could beat Pearl Jam. I'm so curious to hear where you're going next. Yeah. All right. Todd Berry uh, towers over Oasis. Lars already, by the way. <laughs> Oasis is coming up next. One of your favorite bands. Sure, okay. Uh, how well, would Oasis play on the court? Well, who's on, who's on drums? Tony McCarroll or Alan Pick White? One. Okay. Pick one. It's your, uh, all right, I'm going go to go Alan White so you're looking at the most muscular Oasis lineup. <laughs> So they're like a bunch of Charles Oakleys at their instruments. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they are actually all, I think, pretty good athletes. Mm-hmm. They would yeah. give him a game. Noel plays soccer a lot, right? And Liam is good, too. I think I think Noel and Liam would have problems when the game got close, though, <laughs> yeah. deciding who gets the shot. Well, how, often, how often have brothers played together on a basketball team? Like the, the Morris twins... Yeah, I can't really. There's usually not like you never put the Lopez never played together. The Lopez. Lopez has never played yeah, together. Not many. It's probably because they're usually similarly skilled and play. Teams yeah. don't usually need two of the same right. <laughs> yeah, the same size, same <laughs> skill set. Yeah, like the hook of when the Suns had the identical twins, it was like that's amazing, and then kind of like well, yeah, well they get still the same five number. They're both averaging game. eight and seven <laughs> or whatever. Uh, okay, so Pearl Jam's still king of the mountain. All right. Corn. Uh, okay. You've this got is a Fieldy. Tough... You've got Monkey. Well, they you've, wear a lot of... You've got they wear They wear Adidas. <laughs> That's why athletic. I picked them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All day, they dream about I sex. don't think Jonathan Davis can play basketball. No, he... Do you ever... Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep into this. You ever really dive into Corn lyrics? No, they seem tr- Dude, problematic. Dude, he like, sings about being uh, a faggot. Mm. their songs like heats and he and, uses and that word not he, he does your, no yeah yeah His oh by the way oh yours. please no yeah, yeah. The, by all means make that clear thank you actually for clarifying <laughs> no and <laughs> people are like screaming it along mm-hmm. at their shows like that's kind of cool kinda, but and, but and i think that's interesting that people think of their fandom as like the most meat-headed mm-hmm. fandom but the singer of the band they love is actually Pouring his heart in his sleeve about his like emotional pain. But I'm singing about also, getting molested. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. he's also doing it into like an HR Giger designed mic stand. <laughs> that is a very sexy mic stand. You gotta admit, <laughs> you have to admit that that thing is very hot. Well, would you have would you have early in Corn's career been like, you know, I think this guy's probably really into kind of futuristic art, like German, yeah, avant garde <laughs> stuff, yeah. Corn is going to give him a game, but Pearl Jam still right. wins. Uh, the Jackson Five. 
I feel like the Jackson Five were all very athletic. I, I think so. The yeah. dancing would tip that off yeah. first of all. Isn't I feel like there's stories about Michael Jackson playing basketball. I mean, he well, he did. He, he's jam, yeah. of course. He can yeah. hit a half court shot behind the back. Yeah, I yeah. know that for sure. <laughs> Do you think Michael Jackson, in in keeping with his kind of skin lightning, would try to play like a Duke basketball player? Oh, right. Like he's slapping yeah. the ground. Yeah. He's just setting. I picks. think Michael Jackson has the jam video skills. Yeah. They beat Pearl Jam. Jackson 5 okay. on top of the mountain. All right, so Jackson 5 on top. They're taking on the Spice Girls. Okay, oh. back up a second. Michael, yeah. J- Michael, <laughs> Michael Jackson's averaging 85 points a game. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got the jam skills, so it's going to be tough to beat them. Spice Girls. Done. I feel like Jermaine right. is constantly waving his hand like, hey, I'm also open, and the yeah. other brothers are like, yeah. we are setting picks for Michael. Yeah. Shut up. Jermaine's, <laughs> Jermaine's averaging four fouls a game. <laughs> All right, so Spice Girls are toast, even though gone. Gone. one of them is sporty. Don't forget. I know, but <laughs> they had a video, I think, with a boomerang in mm-hmm. it, like a futuristic boomerang. I don't think any of them showed a great athletic prowess. All right. Uh, they would be like the Cleveland Chabs. All right, so <laughs> the, the Jackson 5 are now taking on Ben Folds 5. Which oh. so it's five on three. Okay, how about it's how about it's Ben Folds and then it's Dave Matthews who can be on that team. Oh yeah, and Rufus also Ca- and Carter Buford, the yeah. drummer for the Dave Matthews band, who wears the hockey jerseys. Oh, he'd be good. I think I think you got uh, John McRae from Cake as the sixth man sure. as well. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ben Folds five. <laughs> Dude, they are. Carolina guys, it's true. They it, that basketball yeah, runs deep with them. Totally, oh, road. totally. Yeah, I think you know, Dave I Matthews. did go to college for one semester, and I went to Wake Forest. Oh, and I had a zero point zero GPA. <laughs> I was there the year after Tim Duncan left. Was my freshman year. <laughs> All right, so Ben Folds Five is now taking on Fleetwood Mac. Current Fleetwood Mac. No, well, no, <laughs> not okay. rumors. rumors. Fleetwood Sexy Max. Lindsay Buckingham <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think Fleetwood Mac is going to be very coked up for this game. Yeah, and your height is Mick Fleetwood, and he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a disaster. You know, he's like, like, three. He's yeah. like rookie JaVale McGee. He's jumping yeah, he's at, to block he's, every <laughs> shot, even when the guy's at the three-point line. Yeah. And you don't want to drive just because... A lot of goaltending calls. Yeah. Like he's over-anxious with yeah. swatting the ball. I also feel like he'd be extremely sweaty. sweaty. Like, like, like in a gross Patrick a Ewing. Yeah. You can't wear a leather vest to play basketball. Okay, so I'm sticking with yeah, that. Ben Fultz 5 taking it. All right, uh, what about NWA? NWA, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And they are going to be tough to beat. Uh, you I have. Do- I kind of think Dr. Dre is terrible at basketball, I but I don't think, think it matters with the other I want guys. current super jacked Dr. Dre just like playing power forward, knocking people over. But you got, you know you got a guy who, who can get a triple-double on your team. That's true. Right? Well, and he hasn't been taking steroids yeah. for 20 years like Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even... Bother him and he Doesn't gets a triple even double. Doesn't try to yeah. get a triple double and he gets yeah. a triple. And actually, double. this is good because this will be the game that uh, the Goodyear Blimp will be captured. Right, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so NWA is playing Daft Punk. They're robots. Uh-huh. That's why. That's why they get. Look, if we're playing some sort of futuristic <laughs> highlight <laughs> from Tron, I'm going with Daft Punk. But I'm sticking with NWA. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's not a light uh, cycle race. All right, the Beach Boys. Now, there's What's a caveat the, for this. We're going to play a little basketball. Yeah. Murray is... Right, that's their favorite famous <laughs> basketball song. <laughs> We're going to play a little basketball. Murray is coaching the first half. Charles Manson is coaching the second. Wow. 
But they're going against NWA, who's strapped. <laughs> and it's just like, this is white people nonsense. Yeah. I'm going to go with NWA. Charles Manson is very small, right? Yeah. I, I mean, guess he's, he's not coaching. in the game. He's, he's just coaching. coaching. He's yeah. not and also, like, one of the true dirtbags yeah. of yeah. all time. Who's the best Beach Boy basketball player, do you think? Dennis, easy. <clears throat> very athletic, yeah. super handsome. Yeah. Gotta Tall, be him. Too. Tall. Yeah. I bet he can just rain threes, too. I yeah. know. I bet, like, Al Jardine <laughs> is sitting in the corner <laughs> popping threes. Just straight up. Yeah. You just get him in the corner. That's his spot. I mean, Mike Love, his brother was a professional basketball player. I mean, he is Kenny player. Love's okay. uncle. Yeah. Beach Boys beat NWA <laughs> on a Mike Love half-court shot. You know Mike Love shoots free throws granny style, oh, totally. too. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet Mike Love also had, like, a secret side bet on the game that he didn't let the other guys yeah. in the Beach Boys know yeah. about. All right, and uh, Radiohead. So it's Beach Boys against Radiohead. Yeah. Uh, can I just say something? Yeah. Radiohead sucks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I okay, can totally I just... disagree. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going oh, to stop you for a second. Yeah. I've camped out to see Radiohead play multiple yeah. times in my life. Yeah. Uh, they, they were my favorite band of all time. They stink. I have no. no well, I have no interest in them now. Yeah. They did a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I liked I liked In Rainbows, and then I... Can I tell you what really bothered me? Yeah. Is it the name of Moon-Shaped Pool? That's that sucks. really bothers oh. me. Yeah. Hail to the Thief is... <laughs> see, that's That was thing. embarrassing okay. like a year... Yeah. I actually got mad. Did you see the thing that happened down in Miami with them? No. no. They were playing a show. This is like, why do I know this? this is how, <laughs> why do I look at Pitchfork, right? Why do I mm-hmm. look at it? Okay, so they're playing in Miami, and Johnny Greenwood does a thing where he, like, detunes a radio on stage. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, hear the broadcast. Yeah. And for a second, that Bruno Mars song that's popular right now, which I get, uh, 24 Karat Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes on for a second, and Tom York, like, grumbles and says, fuck that, when it comes up. It's like... First of all, Bruno Mars is fucking awesome yeah. and writes great songs. <laughs> it's like the fact that this guy cannot hear one second <laughs> of urban music. And I know he likes like DJ music and he, then he has to just be like Ugh, on stage in front of 20,000 people or whatever. It's like that's <laughs> so boring to me. Like anybody who thinks that was a cool move that he did that. Is like a totally out of touch loser. Let's get Bruno Moles out of here. Dennis head. Wilson what? is gonna dunk on Tom York and then Johnny, real hard. Johnny Green would just be like, "I got you with a prank." <laughs> <laughs> we we heard a story about them first coming to America, and uh, uh, we know our our friend is from Jawbreaker, mm-hmm. reforming this summer yeah. for one show. Uh, that they were on a bill with Radiohead, and they were panicking because Johnny Greenwood didn't use a pick. He used a British coin and didn't think that going to America, they wouldn't have the particular coin. And he was like looking around backstage like, does anyone have half a crown? <laughs> I was just like, oh, OK, asshole. What year is this? It was like 95, 96. He's <laughs> like, I need a six pins to get to play my guitar. So the Beach Boys are taking radio. Beach right? Boys are taking radio. Okay. Right. I, I do like the idea that, that Tom York would be wearing the Rambus goggles, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's who he sort of looks like now. He looks like a disheveled yeah. Kurt Rambus. <laughs> All right, and finally, this is your last matchup. Oh. King of the Court. They are taking on the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the the Peppers have Frashanti and Navarro. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I have played basketball with one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? And I'm going to say the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to well, win that and matchup. Here's the, here's the other thing I forgot to say. Yeah. 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers are insisting on playing shirts versus skins their, and our uh, skins. Their shirts? <laughs> no, their uh, skins. I know. I was, <laughs> but if they, if, uh, I was kidding. I think they would lose if they. But if they were shirts, I think they lose. No, because they're just like they're, they don't they're disoriented. They just turn into puddles. And yeah, they're just, just like just we're so into sweaty. The court. I can't. I got no yeah. range of motion yeah. with my arms. Which Chili Pepper did you play with? <clears throat> Flea. Oh, I had a pickup pick yeah. game at the Y. Is he good? He was good. And I, I guarded him, and he was cool. I've had Anthony Kiedis is good, too. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Uh, I <clears throat> hosted a podcast for MTV, as I mentioned before, for a while. And we I got to record it at the Paramount lot, which was really cool. And one day I came out, it was like 6.30. And one of the nice things about going there is that I get to just, I have a shitty car. Mm-hmm. But I would, like, pull up and get to valet my car at the <laughs> Paramount lot. I had, like, an old Volvo. And, I, like, <laughs> that door handle doesn't work. So they have to, like, I was like, you got to crawl in through the other door. <laughs> <laughs> And one day I was like, I don't know where my car is. And there's the valet was gone, and, but the key wasn't in the box. And there was one other set of keys, and the other guy waiting there was Flea. And I was wearing a Sixers shirt, and he started, like, clowning on me about the Sixers. Uh-huh. And we talked for 20 minutes while we waited for the valet to come back. He was the nicest guy ever. He told me about hanging out with Bad Brains and Basquiat, and he was, like, super cool. I had just seen him in. I went to see a screening of My Own Private Idaho. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which is a movie that I really love a lot. And <clears throat> beforehand, Gus Van Sant was there, and he screened two shorts that he made while he was making that. And one of them was just Flea dancing around for like four minutes, singing a Captain Beefheart song. And I I asked him about it, and he had like had never met anybody who had seen it before. <laughs> And he was super cool, and we talked for a while, and he took my number. He was super nice. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, he was really a sweet guy, and it was really nice talking to him. And I, this is only funny because I have spent a lot of time clowning on the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> on the internet with my friend Maggie, who my friend Maggie Sirota, who's like an internet person, really hates the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. And I texted her after that happened. I was like, please, my friend now. I'm sorry. Yeah, we can't. Now. I got to stop. <laughs> All right, Did so it make you like re reapproach their music at all? No, like, I would know. You're it's like, like I can't listen to it at all now. I'm friends with I... a lot of people whose music I don't like. Yeah. yeah, it's never really been a problem for me. For some reason, that seems to be a thing with other people, but it's fine with me. I mean, I kind of feel like that with comedians too. I mean, I have friends who do all kinds of jobs. It's not necessarily <laughs> my job to have an opinion about all of them. He's uh, a shitty my pharmaceutical friend, yeah, rep, Worst man. investment banker I've ever seen. My friend Mark sucks at graphic design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read those annual statements. Crap. Same but way. I was into his early. So your first kings of the court, the Red Hot Chili Red Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. As it should be. I think you're, yeah, I really think your final four would be uh, the Jackson 5, Pearl Red Jam. Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam. Beach Boys. And the Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beach Boys playing very old school yeah. ball. Fundamentally sound Hoosier ball. They do not shoot yeah. threes. And yeah. they are passing five times before when every shot. When they get shot. to their end of the court, the three-point line just disappears. <laughs> it goes back to like... <laughs> it is hard to shoot in a Pendleton, though. Yeah. That yeah. is the one problem, I think. Those are surprisingly breathable. I have a couple. <laughs> All right. So we've got to play our last game. We play this game every week. Every single week. We, so we pit the... 2016-2017 super team Golden State Warriors against another super team. Uh, previous ones is they beat Smash Mouth in a songwriting contest mm-hmm. and the Trump family in debates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, they're playing the polyphonic spree. Uh, they have three things they have to do. Start a cult. Play a basketball game where it is five on 21. <laughs> okay. And record a whimsical indie pop cover of... Bullet with butterfly wings. Okay. 
I'm figuring out which one would win this matchup. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a best so of three, let's basically. Go, let's go. Let's do the first one. Yeah. yeah. Can the Golden State Warriors start a cult better than the guy from the Polyphonics? Well, they somehow managed to start a cult of every dumbass fan in Los Angeles <laughs> who's a Golden State Warriors fan. <laughs> right? Like, it's yeah. weird that that's like a thing here. Yeah. I mean, I think Steph Curry is actually on a basketball court is more uh, charismatic than Tim Del... What's Delauder? his name? Yeah, Tim Delauder. I interviewed him once. He was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, isn't, isn't it like his deal with Ar- Under Armour is like the ultimate equivalent of Heaven's Gate where you get a bunch of people to follow you and wear unflattering sneakers? Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing great with the sneaks, no. right? This is old news, right, for us. Anybody listening to this, yeah. like, sneakers are bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give the nod to the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Now, record a, whim- a whimsical indie pop cover of Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Draymond Green is definitely a bad singer. Oh, yeah. There's no he question. Snapchats <laughs> himself singing all yeah. the time. Yeah, I've seen very this. bad. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, I think that the only thing that's made him as mad as Phil Jackson in the past year is. Draymond Green singing next to him on a plane. <laughs> I feel like those guys, we got to, I feel like that guy's voice would actually work with bullet with butterfly wings. Yeah. Let's give that one to Polyphonic right, Spree. spree. Yeah. We're tied 1-1. One, one, spree. And then this is, this is where it's going to be difficult. Five on 21. Five on 21. Five on 21. Now, what are the this Polyphonic actually, Spree wearing? It's not even the Polyphonic Spree. Just 21 Five on 21 people. is an actually an interesting matchup yeah. for a super team. Yeah. Yeah. You could literally put a cluster of four people to chase yeah. all five people around. Yeah. Plus one. Yeah. So we You're playing like a box in 17. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're the lead singer of the Polyphonic Spree is not unathletic. Sure. Uh, also in the poly- Polyphonic Spree, uh, St. Vincent. For a, Yeah, for a couple years. Yeah. That's where she got her start. Is she playing in the game? Sure, we'll throw her in there also okay. seems like she's probably got some hoop skills yeah i, I bet think she, she I, can, I think she definitely played women's basketball yeah. in high school i feel like she averaged like eight points a game yeah. Yeah. maybe it's like a sixth man so what are they what are they wearing oh they're wearing their robes, robes and the robes well, and that's a lot of space yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh blocking fouls a lot of, a lot yeah of, like uh, you can't really throw a bounce pass in that game if you're you the warriors take a charge right yeah. in that wide ro- <laughs> robe. uh but and then they're wearing their chuck taylor's so they're in athletic shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the 21 the 21 polyphonic spree members it it really s- still could not stop. I don't think so either. I think Alley-oop passes yeah. to JaVale McGee. That's the thing yeah. like I think JaVale is the one guy <laughs> that it just, just doesn't over, matter. Yeah. He'll knock over some nerd in the glasses. Yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> he was also the most he's also the Golden State Warrior most likely to join polyphonic yeah. spree. Yeah. I feel like uh-huh. too. <laughs> Yeah, like that that is the aftermath like, of the that game. That does seem fun. I'm gonna go with those guys. I could see Clay Thompson getting sucked in too. True. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I think it's gonna be the Warriors. I think yeah. I think it's also the Warriors. I think the Warriors win, but the Polyphonic Spree picks up two to four members of the Warriors. Because yeah. I think I think Matt be Barnes sh- is joining the Polyphonic Spree. Oh my god, just chilling himself out with the spree. That's a new that's the new way to like dump contracts. It's like people join the Polyphonic Spree. It's like the new the Spree League. Yeah. It's like the D League and the Spree League. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah just just retired player. Yeah, it's like a combination of aging players, and, developmental uh, prospects. And former Polyphonic Spree and polyphonic members. Spree members. Yeah. 
care. And you then it's like, like, it could be like a farm team for the real polyphonics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they play the Danielson family. Yeah. <laughs> they play Danielson. They get together with uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre. Uh-huh. How many uh, how many people are in the new pornographers at this point? They got like nine. Nine, yeah. 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 So that could be a squad. I'm not even yeah. thinking numbers. I'm just thinking like <laughs> vibe. They yeah. just like go hang oh, out yeah, with other yeah, bands yeah. who play yeah. play basketball league. Sufjan, he's got a team. Sufjan's got a team. <laughs> I bet he can play basketball. He's yeah. very he's very athletic. Yeah. And he's friends with the national. I think those guys like basketball yeah. too. Man, I could see you like You know who's the number one NBA guy in the indie rock though? Who? Malcolm. Oh, Malcolmus, <laughs> no. right? Oh. Win Butler. Oh, oh right, of yeah. Course. yeah, yeah. He's been. Yeah. I mean, he he was robbed of a second NBA celebrity game MVP because they they cut off his speech. I'm just gonna tell you this. Yeah. He's got some inches on me. I think mm-hmm. I could beat him in one on one. I wish there was a way to make this happen. God. I have a history with that band too. A <laughs> oh, weird history with that band. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna, my car's gonna get towed. Wind's right. <laughs> <laughs> gonna call in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I. In 2003, I was a tour manager for a tour for the only time in my life for Devendra Banhart on his first U.S. tour. He's uh-huh. a nice guy. Uh, he <laughs> he had never toured before, mm-hmm. and it was me and him and Jamie Stewart from the band Shushu. Okay. So it was Devendra yeah. Banhart, Shushu, and me, the three of us. Mm-hmm. They were both playing solo. And the tour was really fun. I the valley. Oh, keep going. Way before that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a time where, like, the Knitting Factory show in New York sold out, but Boise, there were literally zero fans. Yeah. <laughs> we spent Fourth of July in Boise watching fireworks on the roof of a gay bar next door. <laughs> um, but in Boston, the East Coast shows were pretty good. Boston, there were, like, maybe 100 people there. And it was Devendra, Jamie, and then this band opened. And I didn't ever, like, take a band CD ever, but I took their demo. Mm-hmm. And they were like a seven or eight piece band who had epaulets on their shirts, and it was the Arcade Fire. Oh my god! Oh. And I gave that demo to my. I was working for a label at the time called Absolutely Kosher, mm-hmm. who put out like some Mountain Goats records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was nineteen or twenty and an intern for them, so <clears throat> I gave the demo CD to Corey, and I was like, "This is the only band I saw on this tour that I liked," and it was really pretty. It was like printed on a placemat, and he uh, told a bunch of people about it. And then, like, in their first Pitchfork interview, he doesn't say my name, but he says that Devendra Banhart's tour manager is the one who, like, got the That's ball rolling amazing. on their whole Whoa! thing. Whoa! Yeah. Well, in their now, first Pitchfork interview from, like, 2005. Now he owes you a basketball he game. He owes you a basketball I was, game. <laughs> I, sure. I, I think at some point I got to run it up the flagpole and try to get him on the court. I'm falling apart slowly. I separated my shoulder. I'm getting older. I got to do it before I'm 40. I want to play him in basketball. I think it, I mean, they would be an interesting team in that league too, because I think they'd have no home court advantage because they demand that all the fans wear formal wear to the finals. Right. And then they'd have to put a t-shirt on over the formal (laughs) wear to get the color thing. Arcade Fire as a full band maybe could beat the Golden State Warriors because you at least have one guy who yeah, can one score. One guy can really play. Like a real inside presence. Yeah. Yeah. I think Draymond Green shuts him down, That's though. true. That's true. He does have about 80 <laughs> takes it real. He just takes yeah. it really personally, too. Like he's mad about the Grammy for yeah. Best Album somehow. Yeah. That's motivating him. You go back and you find out that he was one of those people who tweeted, yeah. who are the Arcade yeah. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> He's, right. he's had a long-standing grudge against them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. 
Thank you, Daniel. You got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, guys. Thanks for having me so much. Appreciate it. So, at um, Daniel Ralston on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I should actually do <laughs> yeah. that. I'm uh, at Daniel Ralston on Twitter. I direct a lot of music videos. Uh, Sean, you got anything you want to uh, um, throw out there? Uh, I believe I'll be performing at the Sonoma County Fair on August 4th. Wait, really? <laughs> Let's see how That's that awesome. goes. <laughs> uh, and I'll be, at, I'll be at Murphy's Pub in San Francisco on May 20th. Comes to the business every Monday at Little Joy, and I have a bunch of NBA articles on Yard Barker all the way through the playoffs. Great. I will be at Cool Thanks next Monday at UCB Sunset in the Inner Sanctum, co-hosting that with Dave Thomason. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Munez, where last week I tweeted, currently having tremendous results on that new Kardashian diet, dot, 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 food poisoning, kill me. Uh, and we'll be back later this week with uh, Dave Schilling, everybody. Thanks oh, a lot. Great. Trust the process. Trust the process. I'm so happy because today I found my friends. They're in my head I'm so ugly But that's okay Cause so are you We broke our mirrors Sunday morning Is every day For all I care But I'm not scared Light my candles In a daze Cause I found God What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.